Are you ready to take your child on a journey to discover their Indian roots? Yay! Introducing Chimes, the ultimate audio platform for young minds aged 3 to 15. At Chimes, we believe in the power of storytelling to connect children to their cultural heritage. From captivating folk tales to colorful festivals to mesmerizing history, Chimes brings the rich stories of Indian traditions to life. So connect your child to their Indian roots with us. Download the app today and start the journey. Search Chimes Kids Audio Stories and Podcasts app on Apple or Google Play Store. Chimes, audio that inspires. A man's life. After the fight with the pack at the Council Rock, Mowgli went down to the ploughed lands where the villagers lived. But he would not stop there because it was too near the jungle and he knew that he had made at least one bad enemy at the council. So he hurried on. The valley opened out into a great plain dotted over with rocks and cut up by ravines. At one end stood a little village and at the other the thick jungle came down in a sweep to the grazing grounds and stopped there as though it had been cut off with a hoe. All over the plain, cattle and buffaloes were grazing. And when the little boys in charge of the herds saw Mowgli, they shouted and ran away. And the yellow pariah dogs that hung about every Indian village barked. Mowgli walked on, for he was feeling hungry. And when he came to the village gate, uh, he said, for he had come across more than one such barricade in his night rambles, looking after things to eat. So, men are afraid of the people of the jungle here also. He sat down by the gate and when a man came out, he stood up, opened his mouth and pointed down it to show that he wanted food. The man stared and ran back up one street of the village shouting for the priest who was a big fat man dressed in white with a red and yellow mark on his forehead. The priest came to the gate and with him at least a hundred people who stared and talked and shouted and pointed at Mowgli. They have no manners these men folk said Mowgli to himself. Only the grey ape would behave as they do. So he threw back his long hair and frowned at the crowd. What is there to be afraid of? said the priest. Look at the marks on his arms and legs. They are the bites of wolves. He is but a wolf child run away from the jungle. 
Of course, in playing together, the Cubs had often nipped Mowgli harder than they intended. And there were white scars all over his arms and legs. But he would have been the last person to the world to call these bites, for he knew what real biting meant. Are, are! said two or three women together. To be bitten by wolves? Poor child! He's a handsome boy. He has eyes like red fire. By my honor, Mesua, he's not unlike your boy that was taken by the tiger. Look at me, said a woman with heavy copper rings on her wrists and ankles, and she peered at Mowgli under the palm of her hand. Indeed, he's not. He's thinner, but he has the very look of my boy. The priest was a clever man. And he knew that Mesua was wife to the richest villager in the place. So he looked up at the sky for a minute and said solemnly, What the jungle has taken, the jungle has restored. Take the boy to your house, my sister, and forget not to honor the priest who sees so far into the lives of men. By the bull that bought me, said Mowgli to himself. But all this talking is like another looking over by the pack. Well, if I'm a man, a man I must become. The crowd parted as the woman beckoned Mowgli to her hut, where there was a red lacquered bedstead, a great earthen grain chest with funny raised patterns on it, half a dozen copper cooking pots, an image of a Hindu god in a little aklov, and on the wall a real-looking glass such as they sell at the country fairs. She gave him a long drink of milk and some bread, and then she laid her hand on his head and looked into his eyes, for she thought perhaps that he might be her real son come back from the jungle where the tiger had taken him. So she said, Natu, oh Natu, Mowgli did not show that he knew the name. Do you remember the day when I gave you your new shoes? She touched his foot and it was almost as hard as horn. No, she said sorrowfully. Those feet have never worn shoes, but you are very like my Natu. And you shall be my son. Mowgli was uneasy because he had never been under a roof before. What is the good of a man? He said to himself at last. If he does not understand man's talk, now I'm as silly and dumb as a man would be with us in jungle. I must speak their real talk. It was not for fun that he had learned while he was with the wolves to imitate the challenge of bucks in the jungle and the grunt of the little wild pig. So, as soon as Mesua pronounced a word, Mowgli would imitate it almost perfectly. And before dark, he had learned the names of many things in the hut. There was a difficulty at bedtime, because Mowgli would not sleep under anything that looked so like a panther trap as that hut. And when they shut the door, he went through the window. Give him his will, said.
said Meswa's husband. Remember, he can never till now have slept on a bed. If he is indeed sent in the place of our son, he will not run away. So Mowgli stretched himself in some long clean grass at the edge of the field. But before he had closed his eyes, a soft grey nose poked him under the sun. Phew, said Grey Brother. He was the eldest of Mother Wolf's cub. This is a poor reward for following you 20 miles. You smell of wood, smoke and cattle. Altogether like a man already. Wake, little brother. I bring news. Are all well in the jungle? said Mowgli, hugging him. All except the wolves that were burned with the red flower. Now listen. Shere Khan has gone away to hunt far off till his coat grows again, for he is badly singed. And when he returns, he swears that he will lay your bones in the vein, Ganga. There are two words to that. I also have made a little promise, but news is always good. I am tired tonight, very tired with new things, Grey Brother, but bring me the news always. You will not forget that you are a wolf. Men will not make you forget, said Grey Brother anxiously. Never. I will always remember that I love you and all in our cave. But also I will always remember that I have been cast out of the pack. And that you may be cast out of another pack. Men are only men, little brother. And their talk is like the talk of frogs in a pond. When I come down here again, I will wait for you in the bamboos at the edge of the grazing ground. 